Hello and welcome to Casually Committed, the podcast about being interested in something while still allowing us to be casual about it. Uh, with the uh, undoubtedly new trend of always having to be on top of everything that happens, still allowing ourselves to just enjoy things for the fact of enjoying them. And really, this is mainly just a, an excuse to let us talk about things that we enjoy. Uh, and speaking of us, I'm Einar, uh, and I'm joined with Eric. How are you doing today, Eric? I'm doing okay. How doing okay. I'm alright, yeah, thanks. I'm doing quite well. Doing quite well. Um, yeah, you know, just rolling around. Um, today, we're talking about something that's uh, becoming more, um, well, I guess, in the times, because there's this TV show that's been going on for a few years now, and most people know it. It's called Game of Thrones, and there's a new season coming out uh, next week, next Sunday, or Monday, depending on where in the world you're at. Um, and oh, we're just going to have a chat about it, aren't we, Eric? Yeah. I really haven't been prepared for the coming season. It's, uh, it's hitting me like a truck. <laughs> I have to yeah. rewatch things. Yeah, I haven't seen any Game of Thrones since season 7 ended, I realize. Yeah, um, same here. So, at the very least, I have, I have no hopes of actually rewatching the entire thing before <laughs> season 8 starts. But, at the very least, season 7 should be overcomable. It would be nice to recap that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but speaking of, of watching the show, um, let's just dive right into it. How... how and how, when, and why did you start watching Game of Thrones? Mm, I started when um, season two was about halfway through, I think, um, from numerous recommendations from various friends uh, with no particular relation. Uh, started with my brother, and uh, just, should we see what the fuss is about? And so we, we did. We watched the first episode at like 1am, I think. And then we watched two more. And then we of course, as one does, in the middle of the night. Naturally, yes. Uh, and, uh, well, we had to go to bed, <laughs> because it was <laughs> uh, like 3 or 4am. Uh, but yeah, then we just watched Game of Thrones for the rest of the time we had with it. <laughs> That sounds entirely, entirely reasonable, and something that kind of comes upon most people who just discover Game of Thrones. Yeah. The, and what about you? The binging. Yeah, me, I, I think you were the one who introduced me to it, actually. Um, I mean, I, I heard it as well, like you said, from various different people just starting talking about it. Um, but I think once you started watching it, you mentioned it to me and said that yeah you should really watch this I may have been like everyone hyped. else says yeah you were pretty hyped about it and and yeah I just got on the bandwagon and as you said I think I think I didn't I didn't actually start it until season two was finished I think yeah. I just I was I remember I was able to watch the entire first two seasons um just after each other <laughs> and I think season three was about to air just a little bit after that um, oh so I, I was, 
quite late in a sense. I mean, almost into season three. Um, yeah, but the same same thing as you. As, as soon as I started watching, I couldn't stop until there was nothing more to 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 watch. Uh, <laughs> and yes. and then the I think wait. That's, and then the wait between seasons. It's, just, it's excruciating the first few times, isn't it? Indeed, <laughs> especially the first few weeks, and you kind of manage to push it out of sight, out of mind. Uh, but yeah, yeah. When you're used to getting once a week, and then you Nothing. just don't anymore, <laughs> and it just well, feels the show so that empty. has a tendency to end every episode on a cliffhanger, at least in the beginning. Ending a se- yeah. uh, season with a cliffhanger with, with twice the magnitude. It's not pretty. Exactly. It's not pretty. No, it's not very pleasant. Um, and I, I think. Most people know what Game of Thrones are. It is. Um, so there's no point in going too deep. But basically, it is a, a fantasy, uh, medieval-themed TV show. Um, and I mean, that's really what we're all about, isn't it? Um, Pretty much, yeah. You and I. I mean, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, since we were tiny. This was always, a natural step. It was, yeah. It's And, and it's, it is more mature than... Than yeah. a lot of other fantasy, I would say. There's definitely a lot of fantasy out there that is for an for an, for a mature audience. But Game of Thrones is very much it appeals to all to to most people, I would say. Yeah. It's got the drama, it's got the intrigue, and uh, I think it has paved the way for a less black and white uh, take on uh, hmm. on drama. Because one thing it's about true. Game of Thrones is it, it's, uh, it's very character-driven. You can uh, root for a variety of people with uh, sometimes conflicting motives. Uh, and I, I, I think I see that trickle into other shows. I'm not sure, but <laughs> I hope so. No, and I, th- I think I would agree. Just with the nature of the show being basically a power struggle over... Well power <laughs> over this world over Westeros and the fact like you say that they are so character driven and wanting to show every character's angle point of view on why they're doing what they're doing um, gives you compassion even for those that you in a normal TV show would just see as a villain you can see more of of the variety or the um Like that is a nuance to every nuance every that's been looking exactly, and um, yeah, and so it's been. I mean, there's there's a few I would say are, that are like who you're supposed to root for, or at least me. Like I, I naturally root for the Starks, obviously. Um, yes. Who I would I would, I think you can say that the Starks are the main characters, and yeah, together with D- Daenerys Targaryen. I would I would yeah. say so as well. <laughs> yeah. Certainly the characters I identify with the most. And yeah. I find that increasingly important with uh, immersion. Just um, the, being able to identify with a character very strongly. Right. Do, do you... 
is there a character that you feel like you especially uh, bond <laughs> with or can relate to? There are a few, actually. Uh, varies greatly. Sometimes I identify strongly with, well, basically all the male Stark children above ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and Ned. Uh, right. Father. Um, uh, so, so, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. also, occasionally, the Lannisters as well, the males. I tend to identify more with male characters for obvious reasons. For, yeah, naturally, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier. I mean, for a while there, you you basically looked like Jon Snow. Um, <laughs> and you kind of behaved like him as well. I mean, to a certain degree. Uh, used a horse to traverse great distances instead of cars and such. Yes, exactly. That's what you do. You, you travel through the forest of Sweden um, by horseback and on an on a everyday basis. It's just part of my identity now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, I don't know if we can do a short uh, <laughs> recap of Game of Thrones seven seasons, uh, but but would you want to give it a shot? Oh dear. Well, it depends on how uh, scrutinous we should be with spoilers. Hmm, this is very true. I guess... Mm, Let's just... We haven't really talk, talked about this beforehand. No, I don't. interesting. <laughs> um, maybe we shouldn't do any spoilers and not do a, uh, a recap at all. Just let's kind let's of abort a, the podcast and... Uh... <laughs> yeah, and just leave the room. <laughs> leave the call and never talk about it again. Um... <laughs> no. Uh, but maybe you could give it a uh, like a short uh, introduction about what this show is about, at least. Um, yes, I guess we could do that. It's uh, it's set in the mythical land of uh, a Westeros, I guess. I don't know what the world is called <laughs> if it has a name, but but the primary continent is it's Westeros, and then there's another continent uh, called Essos, I think, and various other places. But mostly Westeros. It's um, pretty much a cross-section of mid- medieval Europe uh, with feudal monarchy and such. It's uh, not really one kingdom, but actually seven kingdoms. It's confusing. Um, each controlled by a powerful house um, under the control of the crown. Um, under the control of another powerful house. And uh, power struggles everywhere. We already mentioned the Starks as one house, which is where you're introduced to the show to follow the Stark family. Um, and that's really one of the main ones, together with the Baratheons, the Lannisters, and the Targaryens, I would say, are the big players. The biggest, yeah. Then we have... Uh... Other houses called Martell, Tully. Uh, gee, 
Well, in the in the end, there's there's a lot of houses, <laughs> and if you haven't watched it, it takes a what while. What are the to flower get people called? Um, Tyrell. Yes, Tyrell. Yeah. Uh, and Erin, Erin. They are. Oh the, yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, <laughs> and the Kraken people. Them. <laughs> the squid people. Um, uh, the Greyjoys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We can't even keep track of them. They are the the major houses that are each in control of one of these seven kingdoms, or or the seven kingdoms. That's the case. Is from time to time. And what do these houses do? They uh, what is? They are angry with each other. They are allied. To each other, and they make war. And Sounds intrigue. like real life. <laughs> <laughs> war and intrigue, and um, and peace. Sometimes. Sometimes. But uh, other than this, there's also a looming threat from the north, from mm. outside the Seven Kingdoms. And well, it's very. Very brooding up there. Just at the top of the, to the north, there's the big evil that has been said to be gone for many, many years, but is starting to rise again. Indeed. And that's about as much as you can say without actually going into spoilers. <laughs> um, Might not but as, seem as that we... interesting at first glance, <laughs> unless you have an affinity for this sort of thing, but but trust us and, and trust the rest of the world, basically, in saying you have been missing out if you haven't seen it. You have. Yeah, I would say so as well. And we we did mention it that it's... I think we mentioned it, that it's, it's so character-driven. And, like, yes, there's this power struggle, obviously, and, and the wars and the fighting that's interesting. And as a guy who's been interested in fantasy and, and medieval things for his entire life, it's it's great when there's fighting and cool battles, right? Yeah. Um, but it's really the characters that keep you keep you hooked and keep you watching. Um, so if if you're into character character dramas where characters in, interact with each other and really grow a lot, honestly, over seven seasons and this is definitely a show for you. There are so many characters, so there's always someone to identify with. Yes. Sometimes, some would say, too many characters. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you get used to it. You get used to it. Yeah. Um, but I think we will actually be moving into to a bit more spoiler territory, because we'll actually be talking about the next season. Um as we've mentioned a few times, there's seven seasons out right now, and season eight is airing in about a week. Um, so if you're knowing... Actually, we're not going to talk about any spoilers beyond season seven. Uh, but if you haven't quite caught up on season seven yet, uh, I would say don't listen any further. Because we might mention things about that has happened in season seven. Um, but basically, what we're going to talk about, Eric is predictions or hopes or um, what do we expect from season 8. Um, yeah. 
and the very ending of season seven um, is when the wall breaks down. Yeah. And the White Walkers march in. Um, With their newly acquired weapon. (laughs) Yeah, their wonderful risen dragon. Um, It's not looking great. great. It's not looking great. (laughs) No, it really isn't. So, where do you think we'll start? What do you think the first episode will center around? Uh, I would think Winterfell. There's going to be a lot of character reunions. Uh, it's very the, true. With John and his uh, uh, companion <laughs> <laughs> returning, or seeing it for the first time. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's going to be a lot of politics. Likely, and uh, characters who haven't seen each other in a really long while are going to meet again, and it will be nice. It will be nice. John is going to get to see Arya. That'll be a wonderful reunion. I just now realize it'll be quite interesting to see Tyrion and Sansa getting to meet. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I can't quite remember (laughs) when they last... Met. Were they on oh, kind the of good terms? Wedding. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're not on very good terms. Then, they? Well, they were on decent terms at the time, but I'm not sure how how well Tyrion feels about her leaving. Though I, I think he wouldn't hold it against her. I don't think so either. Um, but that'll definitely be interesting to see. Yes. I, I agree. I think a lot of it will focus around Winterfell because that's where most of the characters are or will be. Uh, I mean, Jamie's on his way there as yes, well. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned that. Jamie is actually <laughs> probably the most interesting from my point of view. But He's no. definitely changed the most, uh, yes. I would say. And um, I don't think people will want to accept that. So. Right, in, in the Starks. Yeah. Uh, but they know they need everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be very yeah. interesting. I, I have quite a... I'm pretty sure that there will be friction between them, but in the end, they will allow Jamie to join. Indeed, um, I think so. It would be a bit anticlimactic fun. otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they just <laughs> kill him first thing. I don't think, no, I don't think that'll happen. No, no Jamie is probably my favorite character. Uh, I don't know, I don't think I identify with him the most, but he is my favorite character. Undoubtedly, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the, I the definitely. Most interesting. Yeah. I just, like, character wise, I think I. I like John the most, well. <laughs> uh, just because he's, he's the good guy, you know, but just who I'm most interested in. I, I think I, Jamie's definitely up there, but I think the Hound, honestly. I really want to see what they're going to do with him, uh, how they'll resolve the Hound's arc. Uh, arch, that's what it's called. Uh, I think Arc uh, is- Arc? Um, Maybe Simba? I'm not sure. Anyway. I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, 
he's also like there's been a lot happening with with the hound and i'm really intrigued to see what happens with him if he ever gets to reunite with Arya, and undoubtedly there's going to be a fight between the hound and the mountain if there isn't i'll be disappointed <laughs> um <laughs> so i don't know i, I realize i have a lot of like expectations on season eight to be fan-pleasing, crowd-pleasing to mm. give us all the moments that we want. But looking back on Game of Thrones, that's not what Game of Thrones is. <laughs> no, exactly. And to be fair, we shouldn't want that uh, for that reason. Because we we like Game of Thrones not only because it's... Uh, well, we don't like it because it is crowd-pleasing. We like it because it's, it's uh, always... Um, capturing <laughs> yeah it keeps us on our toes yeah it's true um okay well in good good old-fashioned game of thrones spirit we can't not ask who do you think will die first die first no. <laughs> i'm not sure likely a not terribly important character <laughs> And who could that be? That would, that's still yeah, it's a, bit a nameable character. I think uh, somewhat like uh, Podrick Payne or Brienne or the Hound mm. or um, what's his face? The guy with the flaming sword, Beric Dondarrion. It's true. Grey Worm. Grey Worm, yeah. Missandei. What characters that we like but that aren't essential for the story arc right now. Exactly, yeah. Um, I mean, they could. <laughs> but uh, it's not what I would do. <laughs> no. Not then again, I've, I've always been shocked by the way things have, uh, folded out, so <laughs> unfolded. Yeah. I have a feeling, or I, I think that Bran will die. Maybe not the first of them to die, but I do think that Bran will die in season eight. Could be, yeah. Why? <laughs> Just because it's kind of... I don't think a lot of people think of Bran. Uh, he's not the most heroic, but he's, has, he's done a lot, and at the same time not done a lot. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I I think that that would it would it would really distress the rest of the Starks. Yeah. Um, that, by the way, is an important reunion as well, John and Bran. That's very true. Have they not seen each other yet? Did he? I forgot that. Did no, they haven't. That's right. Because Bran returned has first, and Bran, I think. Yeah. No, 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 I'm wrong. Has... <laughs> I'm wrong. Bran first. Arya second. Do you, do you think that Bran's realization of John and Daenerys' kinship will cause trouble? <laughs> <laughs> it will be unstable for a while at least, but I think they will resolve that somehow. I mean, there is they'll... the hand wave to Targaryens have wed brothers and sisters for thousands of years. Exactly. <laughs> not really a new thing for them. 
Though I would suppose John might be um, troubled by it. Yes, I think he would have more trouble with it than Daenerys would. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, there's a lot of... (laughs) Maybe, it's true. Daenerys could be... Yeah, there's. she's not really been the biggest fan of her, the rest of her family previously, so... No. Who knows? There's a lot of interesting character meetings and interactions coming up in the very early stages of this season. Um, yeah. I don't really have any doubts that that will continue. Uh, no. <laughs> but they're at a point now where they basically have to kill off people to make it financially viable because all the main characters are going to be in the same place. That's very <laughs> That's expensive. Um, what's it called? In, <laughs> in the lingo, uh, people in the back of films. <laughs> I don't know. It's very... I mean, it's expensive to have a lot of big actors in the same scenes. <laughs> yeah, when they don't have important uh, dialogue. <laughs> Perhaps. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, when they're just backup um, actors. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um Yeah, or they'll have to spread them out again and just send them on different assignments. <laughs> yeah. That, that's um, It's very possible. Yeah. I mean, I don't um, know how the Night King's strategic mind works. Uh, Will he center his attack straight forward, or will he take out key them out. areas along the way? Yeah. The Night King is still very unclear, like uncertain what kind of character he is. Yeah. If he's like, if he's just brute force, let's keep going. Obviously, he has some type of wisdom and knowledge about how the world works, um, in order to know how to race. Uh, a giant dragon but yeah no idea how he actually wages war no Um, yeah that'll be interesting to see with the with the the major uh, success that Game of Thrones has been I mean there's so many people watching Game of Thrones now do you think that will weigh into how they're going to produce the TV show yeah, I think so. <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm not I'm not too happy about it. Uh, no. No, it it seems they have a larger crowd to please, and well, they're going to be crowd pleasing in some ways. I'm sure. I would. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely keep, <laughs> keep viewers yeah. watching. Because uh, well, like we said. Uh, Game of Thrones has reached an audience that is much bigger than the classical fantasy-loving audience. That's so, true. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like a lot of fantasy movies and TV shows uh, are very. There's a very niche group of people who watch them and enjoy them. Yeah. Lord of the Rings being kind of an exception, while still, it's it's not. It's still Ugh. not enjoyed by everyone. Um, Pretty much. Whereas Game of Thrones, much more, is a, a popularity of, of, the, of, of our society. 
Um, yes. <laughs> Uh, there's a quote from from Tyrion in in the show where he says, "There's nothing worse than a late blooming philosopher." Uh, I'd like to adapt that to "There's nothing worse than a late blooming fantasy lover." <laughs> uh, Welcome to casually committed, <laughs> where it's okay to be casual. <laughs> uh, well. Um, Okay, I wasn't casual before I was popular. Then there was mm. a big influx of fantasy noobs. Sorry. Fantasy noobs. <laughs> That's what you are. <laughs> uh, and suddenly was an expert. That's a good point. Of us who are... Because I've... I mentioned this before before we started recording that I've, I haven't ever re-watched the entire show. I've re-watched previous seasons before there's a new season but I've never like watched rewatched the entire show yeah. um which basically just leaves me as a casual like I I I've, I've watched the show and I'm happy about that but just the fact that I have enjoyed a lot of fantasy before kind of puts me in the upper tier of fans yeah just because I understand how the world works in a different way than someone who has never enjoyed fantasy before Precisely. We we used to be in the maybe top twenty percent of just knowing things about this thing, uh, perhaps. But with uh, this much grander audience, we're in the top two percent or something. I I don't think I would put myself that high up. <laughs> I think I would put you there. <laughs> there. Really? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I guess there are so many people who do watch this yeah. show. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Um, well, yeah. And uh, the um, the majority of, of the audience won't hold the show creators to such high scrutiny anymore. Hmm was a sufficiently yeah. large uh, portion in the beginning that were actually book fans and and liked the <laughs> the show because it was it was the books made life made life or something uh, mm. but that isn't really the case with later seasons i feel no there's still a lot yeah i haven't read the books but you you have um and I, I think you're right about that. I feel like a lot of people have said that the first few seasons are actually quite similar to the books. Almost carbon the books. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's really um, <laughs> impressive, actually. Yeah. And then further on, it becomes more of its own show, um, own story, which is like partly understandable because it's very hard to yeah. <laughs> make really some is. adapt something. Yeah. But maybe it's actually true that part of that is because with more fans, there was um, comparably less backlash if there was something that was that didn't that like didn't. This doesn't uh, fly. Yeah. What are you exactly? Doing? <laughs> uh, there is more people saying we love this than people saying, "Hang on, this isn't true to the genre." Yeah. Uh, or to the yeah. I, I think that was it was quite noticeable in season seven, where in previous seasons it's very much like things take time to do. Marches 
can take several episodes before they arrive where they're supposed to be, whereas in season seven, they were, at the beginning of the episode, they were in one place, <laughs> and the end of the episode, they were on the other side of the world. <laughs> and then a few seconds later, they were back where they began. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> they really changed the tempo of the TV show, where, yeah, it could just be because they want to fit more stuff in. Because, yeah. like we said, it's expensive to make these kinds of shows. Um, yeah, and people want to move on to other projects. They probably yeah. love this one, but... Eh. Character progression is a real thing in life as well. Mm. Yeah, most of these people are not anywhere remotely close to where they were when they started this TV show. Like, mm. just looking at uh, Maisie Williams, she's yeah. grown so much. <laughs> And yeah, even Kit uh, Harrington, who was kind of like grown up when they started looking back, he's he he was he was quite young. Yeah, I don't know how young. You grow a lot from twenty to twenty-five or whatever it is. I mean you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You're not fully formed until you're like thirty. Even then no. you have a lot, a lot of growing to do. So Yeah. Yeah, I, I just checked out. Kit Harrington is 32 years uh, old right now, and Game of Thrones started in 2011, which was eight years ago, which means he was 24 when they started this show. <laughs> and he played a 16-year-old, I think. Exactly. So, that I mean, that's a, that's a big part of his life. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, I understand that they just kind of wanted to wrap it up as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's there's lots of excitement. We are I guess we're we are kind of the elite in this society. <laughs> Hair flip. Um <laughs> Yeah. I didn't choose this. It's just, it was just <laughs> I, thrust this it onto thrust me. Thrust upon <laughs> me, yeah. <laughs> thrust is a funny <laughs> word. Yeah. Thrust. <laughs> Things anyway, you can <laughs> spear. I, indeed. Um, so, um, is there any other predictions you'd like to do before season eight? Before we move on. Well, I think it's likely to play out in several stages because we have the well, the major conflict of the of the show, which is the the doom that is coming. Uh, I think that will be cleared out first and then mm. move on to the climax of the internal politics. Right, that's interesting. Because that's very much not how uh, um, traditionally a, a show is made. It's very much the big bad is always at the end. Um yeah, which in in this sense, the big bad would be the the White Walkers, um, the Army of the Dead. But it's it's true actually. I just hearing that it makes a lot of sense to actually see them deal with that first, and then have them finish the internal fight of the Iron Throne. Um, yeah, I think I mean, in my mind, I always expected it to be like while they're doing this, they dealt with Cersei somehow, and then. The final battle is against the White Walkers, but the, now that you said it, you convinced me. It's probably not. That's I don't think that's how it's going to go. 
Well, and there could be a bunch of weird things as well uh, happening. Are you okay with me spoiling the books in any way? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, there is another living Targaryen. Oh, interesting in the books. Actually, one of Rhaegar's sons. Um, oh. Uh, the one who supposedly was killed in King's Landing when uh, uh, Tywin sacked it. Right, right. Uh, yeah, he's alive and well with the Golden Company, actually. Uh, oh, okay. The mercenaries. He's named Aegon as well, same name as John supposedly has now. <laughs> so likely there's a merger of characters there. Uh, yeah, I have a feeling they won't introduce a new major oh, character in season eight. But in the in the books where they are at the end, uh, he's uh, with the Golden Company in Westeros, uh, further south, trying to further his claim for the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. And the Golden Company is now hired by Cersei. Mm. So either they have completely redesigned what they're supposed to do in the in this world, or they will maybe join up with Daenerys. Perhaps I could through very some well other character. Yeah. I saw a trailer, a teaser, rather, <laughs> for the new season, and there is a a new character, the leader for this company, likely to be a, at least semi-important character. So maybe we'll see something fascinating happen there. Sounds so. I yeah. I think they would have to make something because otherwise, it would just be Cersei by herself in King's Landing, <laughs> when everyone else is fighting up north. Yeah, uh, but I think so. people would like to see someone betray her. I think so too. And that might I I would I would like to see that <laughs> because because she's we, always the betrayer precisely and and we may we may need to replenish the ranks of the northern people mm. likely after the battle you mean I yeah guess. how many Why of them do you think will die in a percentage yeah. number uh, probably a lot <laughs> yeah. They won't really be ready to fight the Golden Company yeah. and the Lannister army. It's true. It's unlikely. They can hide in the north, defend uh, Moat Kaelin, Kaelin forever, I guess. <laughs> Use yeah. the dragons to... <laughs> Just keep them out. Do whatever. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Gendry will have any part in this? I think they will make a big deal about reuniting him with Arya. There may oh, even be true. a looming love story. Mm. Ho, ho, ho. Because I, I, I just remember they made such a big deal of his, um, well, claim to the throne, really, uh, in season one. So I'm just wondering if they're yeah. at all going to pursue that and, and or if they've just kind of left his claim to the throne and just have him as an interesting character. I think the uh, latter, really. Yeah, yeah. I think he's just too far. Like the Baratheons are just kind of out of the pictures at this point. Yeah, well, he's uh, more or less allied to Daenerys now through Jon. Yeah, I guess. But they're 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 an item. Now, yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so... seems to be more a blacksmith than a king. <laughs> yeah, very, very true. Doesn't really have any experience either leading anyone. It's good a runner, uh, it seems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a weird, weird episode, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, one last prediction. Who do you think will end up on the Iron Throne? It depends. Like, um, I would think it it would be Daenerys. It seems the yeah. most likely from the way the show's been heading, but I'm not sure. I I don't think they will make a struggle between John and Daenerys. I don't think so. I don't think they will either. I don't think it's not enough time. <laughs> For it to no. be important anyways. <laughs> exactly. And I, I don't think... If they do that, it would feel very out of character for John. Yeah. I don't think he wants the Iron Throne. No, I don't think so either. He barely wants the Northern Throne. I think, if anything, like he will... That the, the conflict there would be him actually saying no to being Daenerys' king. Yeah. Like, to be... I'll just hang uh, out here. Yeah. Do my thing. We we can be married, but I'll I'll stay far away. <laughs> I'll be up here brooding. Exactly. I'm good at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exa- yes, I mean it all very much points to Daenerys and John being on the throne together. Um but that would certainly game- be the most crowd pleasing thing. <laughs> exactly. But like we've already said a few times that Game of Thrones isn't a normal like it doesn't do what you expect to do um so yes it does seem the most probable but what do you want then who would you like to see i kind of am intrigued by arya and gendry on the throne that could be interesting. I don't think Arya would ever actually do that. <laughs> um, yeah, she wants to assassinate people. Exactly. <laughs> but I think that would be interesting to see. Yeah, it would. Um, I've heard a lot of theories about Sansa on the throne, and I don't want that. <laughs> um, no. She's annoying. And, and <laughs> she is. And yes, I, I mean, that's her character. Like, she's gone through a lot. Uh, but yeah. I just... I mean, the beginning of her character arc, or the majority of it, actually, is just a really annoying girl who wants to marry this handsome prince (laughs) and fucks up everything because of it. (laughs) It's true. Uh, So, we're biased against her for that reason. I mean, she's done a lot of growing, particularly in the last season. Um, So... I mean, it work. I I, I could get behind it. Yeah, I I definitely don't think that in last season she was uh, an obnoxious little girl anymore. (laughs) But I think just the memory of her in the er early show, uh, it's just hard to get behind. But I think if if they build her up, it could be a good thing. But I'd, I'd actually be more interested to see Arya and see her in any sort of leadership. Yeah, I wonder what that would be like. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, she's sort of a leader figure when they're escaping in season two. Her, Gendry, and Hot Pie. It's and true. And Lommy. <laughs> what the fuck's a Lommy? <laughs> well, yeah, she is a leader figure. That's for sure. Yeah, she could be. She could be. But no one else has a clue where they're going. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think my, 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 my crazy out there prediction is Arya and Gendry. But my reasonable prediction is John and uh, Daenerys. Yeah. Um, another crazy one could be Jamie. I mean, I Ooh. just really like Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I want things to, to go his way. It'd be nice uh, to at least once something good happens to him. Yeah. Though, I think he'll die. <laughs> I have a feeling he will too. And I won't mind terribly. He deserves a good death. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting the good fight. Yeah. He's by far my favorite character, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing him die. <laughs> Only in Game of Thrones can you say that. <laughs> uh, Alright, well, I think that will um, close up our our episode for the day. We were t- going to talk about uh, for new viewers, but in reality, we just spoiled the entire a lot of it. Um, yeah, it so seems we did. Put spoiler if, alert if you, in the description. Yeah. Uh, so if you have, for some reason, listened this far and you haven't watched Game of Thrones, um, do it. That's our, our professional recommendation. Start from the beginning. Uh, Start Just, from the beginning, yeah. yes. Don't don't jump into season eight because you will not understand. It's stupid. Don't do it. Yeah, it won't make sense, and you won't like it. <laughs> so start from the beginning. Just um, take take the week off. Watch everything, and you're good. You can make it. Yeah, you could be. You could catch up. It's ten episodes per season. They're about an hour long, not quite. So ten hours per season. It's seventy. 70 hours, doable in three days. Yeah. With two hours of sleep, even. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a lot. That is a lot, yeah. Well, so that's our, our, our official recommendation. Watch Game of Thrones, everybody. You heard it from us first. Yeah. Um, and read the books. D- you don't have to do it before you see the series. Most people recommend that, but you don't have to. It's it's uh, it's really fun to to read it afterwards as well. And you should read yeah. the books, damn it. Yes, I think I will take that re- recommendation and start reading it. I read the first. Yeah, well, I think I'll have know. to reread it. <laughs> On you go. <laughs> I will. I will. I haven't discussed this with you, but uh, a thought that I had was that we could end every episode with the question: uh, Will you continue to pursue this interest? And since the, I mean, this, this time is quite obvious, but, uh, uh, the, the, the premise of the show is really talk about things that we might not be incredibly invested in, or maybe that one of us is and the other person isn't and has just yeah, tried out. So true. Um, um, so just as a, oh, a way to end it in a sense, uh, just will you continue to pursue this interest? Yeah. And I think 
quite clear that yes, we will be watching season eight. <laughs> yeah, uh, there are planned um, spin-off shows as well. I will watch them as well. Mm, I, I will. True, yes, I will watch everything they make in in this universe. I guess, and I'll be right there with you. Uh, I will even yeah. start reading the books. <laughs> I'm I'm not really liking the changes from the books that much in the later seasons, but it's still one of the best shows ever, so mm. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> it's not the same quality as it was, but it's great. I'm with you. I'm with you. Alright, well with that, we say thank you very much for listening, if you are listening to this second episode of Casually Committed, uh, from me, Einar, and from me, Eric. Whoa, hey, we made it, <laughs> we hadn't rehearsed it. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.